You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. A lot of additions and subtractions going on with Razorback Athletics. Now, a lot of this stuff we've known, but there's, you know, obviously players signing free agent deals and getting drafted and Jonathan Marshall and players declaring officially for the NBA draft, even though we knew they were kind of going. But we're going to talk about some of that. We're going to get into some recruiting stuff. Curtis Wilkerson is also going to join us to talk a little bit about Razorback basketball, all that and more on Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to mention to everybody, April 30th was our three-year anniversary of moving hogsports.com over to 24-7 Sports, and in that time, it has been beyond anything that I had imagined. I mean, I had big hopes. I had big plans for the site, but uh, it's been incredible, and it's been an amazing journey. I just want to thank all of you people out there, uh, both subscribers and non-subscribers. Of course, our subscribers, the people that came over with us from, uh, from our old location, and then people who joined us for the first time, people who were already at 24-7 Sports and gave us a shot. I just want to say thank you to all of you. And then, of course, you know, our free users too. We are dual revenue. (laughs) So uh, we get uh, get our revenue from from subscribers and, of course, uh, some of our free content. But I want to mention to all of you right now that today's the last day. We've been doing this uh, promotion for the last three days, I think. Uh, But today's the last day. It ends at 10.59 p.m. tonight, Central Daylight Time. 50% 50% off at hogsports.com. Again, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Just go there. You'll see the ad uh, right there on the front page. Let's see if I can get you a breakdown real quick of, of what this deal entails. But it's 50% off until 10.59 p.m. tonight. That breaks down to $0.16 cents a day, $1.15 a week, $4.98 a month, and build at just $59.70 for the entire year. No promo code or anything like that. But sign up, and you'll be glad you did at HAWGsports.com. And, again, thank you to all of you who have made Hog Sports what it is right now. And free users keep coming back. We still appreciate you as well. But if we think you like what you get behind the scenes, if you like what we're doing here, come check out what we have for free. Again, 50% off or $1 right now for your first month if you want to go that route. So let's jump right into it. Not going to do the whole how to watch stuff. A Marion Harris has a commitment date, so this would be a first potential addition. Now, I will say this about Joe T. Robinson in Little Rock. Arkansas is batting a 1,000. We talked about that a little bit last week with Danny West. They're batting a 1,000 on all the prospects they've offered. A Marion, obviously, is a legacy at Arkansas. He's a guy that we've talked about for a long time because he was – 6'5", 307 pounds in ninth grade. <laughs> he was already getting offers from Alabama and, and others. Now, Georgia, Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas are deemed to be the favorites, the guys, that, you know, the teams that he's deciding between. But feel good about Arkansas's chances here just because of that history I mentioned. Arkansas has obviously been on him a long time. But he's the number 29-ranked offensive tackle prospect in the country. He's a composite four-star. He's a four-star on 24-7 sports, number three-ranked player in Arkansas. He is 6'7", 370 pounds right now. Now, I've talked about this before. Obviously, 370 is a little heavy. But to me, Arkansas has gotten a lot of guys the last few years on the offensive line You know, they come in about 275, 285 or so, and you pack some weight on them, get them up to 320, something like that. If you look at some of the teams out there 
that have these just massive offensive lines. Because a lot of people will be like, you know, Arkansas's guys are 320. Tennessee's guys were 320. Why do they look different? <laughs> and I think it's just like a lot of just kind of like naturally carrying that much weight. And you, they'll take a guy who's 350 or so, and they'll trim him down to 320. You know, whereas Arkansas is taking a guy who might be 280, and they're building him up. You know, it's just different ways. But I, I personally think as an offensive lineman, trimming weight and maintaining strength is better than adding a bunch of weight all of a sudden. Like a guy like Ricky Stromberg, for example, who started for Arkansas at 276 pounds and is up to, what, 316 now. You know, I think that probably weighed on him a little bit last season carrying all that weight because he went – I mean, that's a that's a pretty big jump. Versus if you were dropping 30 pounds, you know, you're going to feel lighter on your feet and still feel very strong. Anyway – Arkansas has gotten a lot of guys lately in these last couple recruiting classes who are, you know, massive like that. And Marion, if he does commit to Arkansas on the 9th, I don't know if I mentioned that, May 9th, Mother's Day commitment. A lot of guys do it on their birthday. He's doing it on a day to celebrate his mother. So pay attention on that. And Arkansas right now, where are they in recruiting? Arkansas is 14th nationally in recruiting. They've been higher only because – they were 11th at one point, um, and, and it moves a lot, obviously, this time of year with a lot of commitments coming in. They're six in the SEC. Miles Rouser is the top commitment. Andrew Chambly, another offensive lineman out of Montmel, would be the second commitment. We've got him at 285. I believe he is heavier than that also. That's, we've got a couple of weights we probably need to update. It's been a little tricky, but evaluation period coming up at the end, well, June 1st, I guess. Not evaluation period, but you can start hosting official visitors. Technically, right now, we would be in an evaluation period. So, that's a possible addition for Arkansas. Marion Harris, a guy to watch. Big-time recruit we've talked about a lot. And then, on the way out, obviously, we've known these guys are on their way out, but the only draft pick was Jonathan Marshall in the sixth round, number 207 overall. 6'3", I think Marshall would have been drafted higher because he put up ridiculous numbers in the bench, ran a great 40 time, um, you know, has the size and all that, and had a really good season, but it was his only year as a starter. I think if he was like a multi-year starter, people would have looked at it a little differently and it, it might have helped his draft stock. But Jonathan Marshall um, going in the sixth round, number 207 overall to the New York Jets. Going up north, Shepherd, Texas native. Felipe Franks wasn't drafted either. Uh, he signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Felipe at 68.5% holds the Arkansas completion percentage record. I thought Felipe might have had a chance to get drafted just because he is so big, but he'll get an opportunity. Everybody, Most people get their opportunity if they play. Uh, if they play for him. It's it's pretty rare to, for a senior to come through. Rakeem Boyd signed with Detroit Lions as an undrafted free agent. Feel for Rakeem because the season went the way it did. I don't know that the decision to opt out helped him, even though, you know, he was dealing – I think a lot of people don't realize he was, you know, dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, he was having to sit out because of COVID just from contact tracing and stuff like that and was going to have to. Maybe the appearance of things when, you know, he announced that he's opting out instead of just remaining with the team, you know, because it was just two games. 
um, you know, maybe look bad from an optic standpoint. I think if Rakeem had come out, we have to remember that if he had come out the year before, I think he probably would have been drafted. He didn't do himself many favors with, you know, some of his numbers that he put up. Um, his 40, 458 to 47, you know, not a great numbers in the 40. But I think Rakeem could possibly surprise some people in the NFL and, and maybe beat the odds and actually make a roster. We'll see how it shakes out for him. But, you know, it's interesting. Like, a lot of these guys, like, they had draft parties and stuff. Like, there wasn't anybody saying that they were going to get drafted. Like, Jerry Jacobs, too. You know, Jerry Jacobs, um, you know, just judging by some of his tweets, he was, I guess, thinking he was going to get drafted. I don't know why. But, you know, Jacobs, what I appreciate about him is, you know, he left the team after four games, started the first three, didn't start the fourth, left the team. I guess got mad, wasn't thinking, didn't consult anybody, left the team. And he has been openly regretful about that. 100% sure I regret it, Jacob said. So I feel bad for for him because that was not a, a very good decision. I mean, like, you left Arkansas State to come to Arkansas. Why? More exposure, improve your draft stock. And then you quit after four games. Wasn't a, wasn't a great decision by him. But maybe it'll work out for him. Unfortunate. Xavier Kelly signed a free agent deal with Baltimore. And I understand, like, you know, wanting to move on, your fifth-year senior and stuff. You could have come back. You could have come back to Arkansas. But I understand. I mean, you've graduated already. Take your shot. Move on. Xavier's, by the way, a very talented artist. I didn't know that he could draw, but I've seen some stuff that he's done lately. But uh, he signed with a free as a free agent deal with Baltimore, and then on to basketball. We're going to get into uh, with Curtis Wilkerson because he's going to discuss some of the basketball stuff. Go ahead and bring him on. For those of you who aren't familiar with Curtis, he is our lead basketball analyst for twenty four seven Sports or for <laughs> for twenty four seven for Hog Sports from Macquarie, Arkansas. Former NAIA player and coach who has been with us not quite a year. But he does a great job. And we're going to ask him a little bit about Justin Smith. I don't think that was a surprise to anybody that Justin Smith would, would turn pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, 
Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Curtis, hey, how you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Well, I was just getting into some basketball talk and was just coming up with, you know, Justin Smith. I don't think that was a surprise to anybody that, that Justin decided to, to turn pro, uh, but he has. So what are your thoughts on that? What are, what are, what are his chances <laughs> at the next level? Well, you know, he he definitely helped his chances with his one year at Arkansas, but, you know, still some things that, that he could work on and improve on. You know, obviously the, the thing that stands out there is his, his jump shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got pretty solid there towards the end of the season from, you know, the mid-range, the, the elbow, short corner. Uh, but I think to really latch on as an NBA prospect, extending that out to the three-point line would be beneficial for him. But... I mean, you can't deny the things he can do athletically uh, on the defensive end of the floor. He plays above the rim. Uh, so, you know, maybe he could be a guy with, you know, a, a good camp, a good combine, good showing that could sneak into the back end of that second round. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably more likely that he takes the route of, you know, some of the guys that Muscleman coached at Nevada when it comes to, you know, earning your stripes in the G League and then maybe working your way up and then latching onto a roster a little bit later. Yeah. Justin, to me, might have been the most consistent player that Arkansas has had, like in terms of knowing what you're going to get every night since like Corliss. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm probably forgetting somebody, but he was just he was just steady, same attitude, same guy, just pretty much every single night. And uh, he wasn't 100% either, so maybe that'll help. He reportedly has a 48-inch vertical – which I know he can get up, and I know he can, like, you know, has to duck his head sometimes when he's dunking the ball. But that is that is an NBA record set by Michael Jordan, 48 inches. So, <laughs> yeah, that is – I might is be a, a little a skeptical. number. Yeah. <laughs> but he definitely, he definitely can fly. I mean, we'll, we'll remember some of those dunks, you know, the big windmill he had to, to close out the win at home against LSU towards the end of the season. So I don't know if it's quite 48 inches, but he can definitely get up there. Now we've got kind of the theme today. Curtis has been additions and subtractions, so that's a subtraction. But Arkansas has an addition, an addition that was actually just formally announced by, uh, by Eric Musselman. What can you tell us about Arkansas's new assistant coach? Yeah, so, you know, this is something that we've, we've kind of thought was going to, you know, come down the pipes here over the course of the last week to 10 days. But Gus Arginal, he's been added as an assistant coach to the staff. Uh, he spent the last two years as the associate head coach out west at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, but there's a lot of familiarity there with, with Eric Musselman. The last two years Musselman was spent at Nevada, Arginal was on his staff one year as an assistant coach and the last year as associate head. So, uh, some familiarity, familiarity there between the two. Uh, I think it's a pretty interesting hire. You know, when, when Musselman took the job at Arkansas, a lot of those players that were holdovers at Nevada, they, they went to bat for Arsenal to get the head job there to replace mm-hmm. Musselman. Maybe that's why he didn't get on Arkansas staff initially. You know, hopefully we had a chance to talk to those guys at, at some point in the near future. But, you know, that didn't wind up happening. Nevada hired Steve Alford, who obviously has a, a pretty impressive resume. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is a younger guy. He's got a lot of energy. Uh, sounds like, you know, for one, he'll be able to come in and shouldn't be that much of a – you know, transition because he has that background, not only with Muscleman, but, you know, guys like Anthony Ruda and, and others who were at Nevada on the staff. So kind of a seamless transition. It sounds like he's already hit the ground running with recruiting, you know, reached out 
naturally to, to several guys this morning and starting to get some messages pouring back in. But, you know, he's been in contact with all of those priority in-state uh, recruits in that 2022 class. So off to a good start so far. Curtis Wilkerson joining us again. If you don't follow Curtis, you can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore on Twitter. Uh, he does a great job. His VIP content is, is really in-depth when it comes to Razorback basketball. So, Curtis, Arkansas just has a couple of commitments, not including all the transfer additions they have. Do we think there's going to be any more action uh, in the class of 2021? Yeah, you know, I, I do. And it, it's it's interesting, you know, if you take a look at it right now, uh, Arkansas does have one scholarship available. Uh, but as I understand it, you know, as, as they've been, you know, in contact, obviously, with everybody who enters the transfer portal, uh, they're kind of operating under the impression or, or from the standpoint that they're full. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I could that mean maybe there's a silent commit out there? I, I don't know. Maybe so. Um, or, you know, they have held a scholarship open each of the last two years. But I, I do expect them to make another addition, maybe more. You know, you never know not only who's going to be incoming, but who's going to be outgoing. And there could still be some turnover, you know, on the current roster, depending on how some other things shake out. But, you know, they've been active. Eric Musselman leaves no stone unturned. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's and it's not just the portal. They're still talking to some high school guys. They're active internationally and overseas. So, you know, a lot of stuff going on there. It, it, it kind of sounded like they were getting close on a couple things, you know, last week. But they're in a position right now where the roster, if you take a look at it, I mean, it's it, it's pretty talented and it's starting to get pretty deep. So, you know, trying to find the right fit is the most important thing right now. And they're in a position where they can be really selective and maybe even hold out a little bit for some of those guys who, you know, have, have entered their name into the NBA draft. They're going to test the waters. And then maybe they don't get the feedback they're expecting and they decide to return to school and, and maybe transfer. That's how they got Justin Smith last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, with Musselman's activity level, I fully expect him to contact Aaron Rodgers and see what his interest level might be. <laughs> no doubt. Bring him on. <laughs> yeah. So, it's unreal. Well, moving forward to uh, the class of 2022, obviously there's a lot of really talented in-state prospects. Arkansas has one commitment in Joseph Pinion out of Moralton. What's the latest right there? Should we be watching for any decisions coming up, or where are we at? Well, you know, I, I think that it, it could be a little quiet uh, for a bit only because this dead period is finally going to get lifted mm-hmm. and kids are probably going to want to hold out and get on campus and take visits. Uh, and, you know, the, the AAU season's picking up. So for a lot of those kids on the grassroots circuit, that's when they're really going to start pouring in offers, you know, raising their stock and things like that. But yeah, I mean, Arkansas is in a good position with a lot of guys and, it, and you know, we talk about that in-state class all the time with Nick Smith and Darian Ford and Khalil Ware. Obviously, you know, Penny, who's already committed, those are all priority guys, but you take a look out of state and they're involved with some really impressive prospects and they've got a good shot. You know, you you think about just last week, they had a five-star, you know, number 11 overall ranked prospect in the country out of Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. uh, 694 Kajani Wright. Yeah. And he includes Arkansas in the top seven, and, and that's impressive enough. And, you know, he's indicated he wants to take a visit over the summer. Uh, you know, Ramel Lloyd. Uh, he also looks, Curtis, guy. like he's interested but, in getting out of California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, so that's that's a really intriguing one to follow there. 
and, and, you know, it doesn't stop there. Just in, in some of the interactions I've had over the last week or two, you know, other highly rated four-star guys, top 100, top 75, top 50 even, Ramel Lloyd, you know, Austin Nunez out of Texas, Aiden Shaw out of the Kansas City area. These are all guys who have indicated they want to come down to Arkansas and take a visit at some point this summer. So definitely picking up, and, and they are not without options. All right, Curtis. I think we pretty much covered everything, unless you can think of something I didn't think to ask. I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. we got through it. Okay, man. All right, well, appreciate you joining the show, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, no problem. Sounds great. All right, everybody. That's Curtis Wilkerson again. He does a fantastic job with us at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports. You can read all his content, Razorback basketball, baseball, football. He does the whole thing. I guess I could have asked him a little bit about Razorback baseball, but they did just wrap up a series uh, with LSU and went 2-1 on the road, on the road which means that's the first time that they have uh, taken a road series against LSU since 2004. Looking ahead real quick, you know, we talked a little bit about the NBA draft. We touched on it. Um, Yahoo Sports has come out with their, and you're going to start seeing all this, with their first 2022 NFL mock draft, okay? Spencer Spencer Rattler going to the Houston Texans, number one overall in this draft. The Big 12 did not have a first-round pick this year. And so they go from that to possibly having the number one overall pick and Spencer Rattler if he were to, to come out early. Now, it's kind of weird when you think about Arkansas as an SEC team to only have one player drafted. The thing of it is, what, how many were there? Five seniors. I mean, they had ten seniors opt to come back who were on scholarship. So you really just had Marshall. I mean, they were all, they all signed free agents, but you had Marshall who got drafted, Felipe, Rakeem, Jerry Jacobs. Rakeem and Jerry didn't finish the season with Arkansas, especially Jerry and, uh, and Xavier Kelly. Three of those guys were transfer additions. It was just Marshall and Boyd, and Boyd, you know, I guess came from junior college, but that was it. One high school signee, one JUCO signee, and then the three transfer additions. So, wasn't a whole lot of seniors out there like there would there would normally be for Arkansas. But fast forward into next year, you could see a big change. And on this draft, you've got Traylon Burks going to Tennessee Titans. That would be nice nearby. Number 16 overall. The only part they messed up they have him behind George Pickens at Georgia. One number 15 overall. But here's what they said about uh, about Traylon Burks. Burks, sh- Burks shredding pounds? Shredding pounds? Shedding pounds. It's a typo. Burks shedding pounds and becoming an even faster, more agile pass-catching option for the Razorbacks this offseason is a scary reality for opposing defenses in the SEC West this fall. He finished third in the SEC with 91.1 receiving yards per game and in nine total starts, caught 51 passes for 820 yards, 6.1 yards per catch to go with seven touchdowns. You could certainly make the argument that Burks is the lead's top returning player at the position, has a chance to lead the SEC in multiple statistical categories this season. Arkansas has solid quarterback play. Now, he also barely played in the Mississippi State game. He was hurt, and I believe he missed a game also with all those numbers. So I think maybe more like eight eight-and-a-quarter games played this season. But, you know, it's not only Burks. And Jalen Catalan isn't on this list, but Jalen Catalan, even though he's just a sophomore, he's a redshirt sophomore, so he could come out if he wanted to. That's why you don't redshirt great players. You only get 
two years out of them. But, uh, you know, Jalen Catalan is another guy to consider for next year. And if we just, you know, we just want to run through it real quick. You know, Myron Cunningham at left tackle has a good shot. Ricky Stromberg would be technically eligible. I think he has a shot. Maybe not next year. Maybe he comes back another year. But I think, you know, he's a guy to, to keep an eye on. Of course, we mentioned Traylon Burks. Um, you know, in the backfield, I don't know if I'd say there's anybody getting drafted next year at running back. Um, you know, that would include Traylon Smith, who would have another year coming back also. So I don't know if anybody fits that mold there. Tight end, I don't know if I would say Kern is going to get drafted. I think that Hudson Henry has a chance. I don't know if it will be next year, but I think he has a chance to to be in the mix there. Uh, defensive line, I don't know if anybody – I would say like anybody for sure – is going to get drafted next year. You know, Ridgeway, I think that he may have a possibility. We haven't seen him play on this level yet. Uh, he was playing at um, Illinois State last year, but I think he's going to start for Arkansas. I think he's, he's got a good chance at it. But everybody else is underclassmen. Dorian Gerald has got to put a season together where he stays healthy. But I think Dorian has a chance to possibly be that. But he has got to put a full, healthy season together. Grant Morgan, the knock on him is going to be that he's undersized. Bumper Pool, technically a senior, excuse me, technically a senior who could come back, uh, but but Grant Morgan may have a chance. He's he's you know it's going to hurt him that he's you know five eleven. We mentioned Jalen Catalan. I think I think Monteric I think Monteric Brown, I think Monteric Brown has a chance uh, to get drafted uh, in the secondary also. So you could see a pretty significant uptick for a couple of reasons, mainly because you had 10 seniors coming back and some guys that are possibilities to get drafted there uh, and then the regular senior class coming up. So I don't know how many players are going to like actually take advantage of the forgiven year of eligibility in 2020 beyond this, although 10 did this year. So could see a pretty significant uptick. I have an article on Arkansas running back situation that I think you all should read. It's a VIP article. Again, if you want to sign up for a VIP membership at Hog Sports, you have until 10.59 p.m. to get it at 50% off or $1 for your first month. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. So right now, Arkansas starting back is Traylon Smith, who is 5'9", 190 pounds. And I just want – I just want to say this isn't a knock on Traylon Smith, okay, because he packs a punch for a guy that size. The problem is, like, all the starting running backs in the SEC can pack a punch, right? So Traylon goes 5'9", 190. If you look at the top seven rushers in the SEC last season, all of them are over 200 pounds, okay? They average 5'11", 218 per man. The top three rushers, Kevin Harris, Najee Harris, and Isaiah Spiller were all over 225, Okay, and this is how it is, you know, for like top 10 rushers in 2019, 2018, 2017. That's about as far back as I look. But they're all over 200 pounds. Okay. Number eight was Jerry and Ely, 5'9", 180, and Smith at number 10. Okay, this just this last year. But, but he ran 134 times for 710 yards, had an 80-yard touchdown sprint against Florida. He's an SEC caliber back, but to me – you need that guy who is kind of a, a do-it-all, jack-of-all-trades, who's both big and fast, you know, and who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Who just give you a lot because that's what – I mean, this is the toughest conference in the country. And I'm not saying Smith can't be a very quality back. He's obviously proven that he can be. And he loves football and just wants to talk football seemingly. So that's – you know, you, that, that gets underrated, just your passion for football. Uh, but – 
he is on the lighter side. And Arkansas, it's not a secret that Arkansas struggled in third down last year. And a big reason for that, not the only reason, but one reason is the falling forward aspect of it. Getting that extra yard or two, falling forward. Um, you know, not just in third down and one, third and two, but first down, second down. Just And I always go back to that LSU game where Arkansas was decimated on the defensive line due to COVID contact tracing. And LSU was just falling forward every time. And Arkansas could not convert a third down. And they attempted so many and converted so many of them. And that was really ultimately the difference in the game, aside, you know, from the kick at the end. But that was ultimately the difference in the game. And, you know, Arkansas doesn't have – you know, they've got, they've got TJ who – you know, the problem is like a lot of times with a smaller back, it's like feast or famine, right? You, you know, could pop off a 50-yard run at any time but can, you know, give you trouble uh, in short yards. And Arkansas has him, and they have, you know, T.J. Hammonds, who's the same size, 5'10", 190. Um, they have Josh Oglesby, who's even lighter at 5'8", 175. And those guys can make up a lot with their speed. You know, Oglesby has near world-class speed. He's an All-American so uh, on the track team. But, I mean, you're giving up – what, 28 to 45 pounds, you know, you don't – you make up for stuff with speed, but you don't – there's a reason that there's a prototype for that. So you make up, but you can't completely overcome stuff like that. You know, even like if you look at the NFL in the top 25 rushers last year, every single one of them were over 200 pounds, every one of them. Average top 10 running backs in the NFL last season averaged 222 per man. The lightest – of that 20, top 25 was at number 25, Devin Singletary, who was only five foot seven, but was still 203 pounds. So Arkansas is a little bit lighter at running back. They've got some quality players. I don't mean to like slight. I love Traylon Smith. I think he's got a great attitude. Um, he's a hard runner. He's just not, you know, he's not a huge hulking back. As we see the top backs in the SEC last year were all 225 plus. So, I go into a lot more detail in the story. You can read about that at Hog Sports, Arkansas's running back situation. Now, they do have some help possibly coming on the way. When you talk about Rocket Sanders, who was actually already enrolled, but Rocket moved from running back or from wide receiver to running back. You could tell, you know, he can run. He had some great runs uh, this spring, but you could tell he's a little bit raw in terms of knowing exactly what to do and how to play running back. But 6'2", 220, you know he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got speed. He's got size. That's a good start. A.J. Green is the other guy who's not, like, hulking. He's 5'11", 194. He will get well up over 200 pounds. They all get they all, all running backs get bigger once they get to college. So he'll be a, a back that's over 200 pounds. Um, he's kind of lean right now, just according to Gabe Brooks, lean, leaner, twitched up. Um, you know, muscular back, but he's a 10-3-8, 100-meter guy. In the SEC, it's not just good enough to be fast. If you're going to be a smaller back, you need to be blazing speed. And we talked about that with Danny a little bit last week too, so I'm kind of repeating myself, but it's the truth. And if you're going to be a bigger back, you can't, you know, you can't be slow. And Arkansas has got Dominic Johnson. I don't know how fast he is, but I think he's a guy that can help him in short yardage, but he's not a guy you're, you're going to have on the field every down, I don't think. Because, you know, he's not elusive speed-wise. But they find that balance. Possibly with those younger backs. Just depends on how long it takes them to get completely ready. Uh, we talked about baseball just a little bit, so I want to shift over to that real quick. But um, 
Obviously, Arkansas wrapped up the series with LSU won 7-0, 17-10, and then lost 5-4 uh, in, this, in the double head, the second doubleheader, the second half of the doubleheader. Uh, next up is Georgia on Friday, May 7th, 8th, and 9th, 6-36 and 2. So, in Fayetteville, so they return home. Then they got a midweek game in Fayetteville on Tuesday against Arkansas State at 6.30 p.m. And then Friday, they head to Knoxville on May 14th, 15th, 16th. And then they return home May 20th, 21st, and 22nd against Florida, and that's it. So, really, these three series against Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida and a midweek against Arkansas State. And that's it for the regular season for baseball. All right. What else do we want to talk about? I guess we can jump over to your questions now. I want to say this. I did a depth chart. It's not a post-spring depth chart, but it is a four deep at each position projected game one depth chart. And I'm probably going to do a mid-season depth chart too. Just kind of the things we do at Hog Sports, we like to go in super deep. So it's not just like how things shook out in spring. We did that depth chart already. This is like not so much my opinion on how I think things should be, but how I think the coaches will see things for that first game. And there's some shakeups. So go there, check out that story uh, if you like that kind of content. I'm sure we'll probably talk about it with Randy on drive time. It's one of his favorite things to do. So check that out. And let's go ahead and jump into your questions. If I can find my – find where I am. Okay, here we go. How long are we going here? 31 minutes. Okay, we're going to go a little bit longer here. We're going to answer your questions. One more time before we get started on this, though, I want to remind you, 50% off right now at HAWGsports.com. It's a fantastic deal. If you've not subscribed to Hog Sports, go ahead and do so. And if you're a member listening – if you're a current subscriber who's a monthly subscriber, that means you're paying month to month, you can still get this deal. You can upgrade to an annual membership until 10.59 p.m. tonight. It's Monday night, May 3rd, 2021. Until 10.59 p.m. tonight, you can upgrade to an annual membership for 50% off or sign up for your first time for 50% off. It's a great deal. 16 cents a day. Can't buy a gumball for 16 cents, people. Dollar fifteen a week, four ninety eight a month. Built at fifty nine seventy for the entire year. Go sign up. You'd be glad you did. All right, we got a lot of woo pig sueys. Go hogs. Brent Stout says, "How absurd is it? We only had one draft pick as a member of the SEC." Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, but again, you know, it was one of what five, one of one of five players. There was only there wasn't a lot of seniors. <laughs> I mean, there just wasn't. So you had uh, Jonathan Marshall drafted. Felipe Frank signing, free agent deal, Rakeem Boyd, Jerry Jacobs, Xavier Kelly. And we, we went over all that, so I'm not going to go over it all again. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of options. I mean, there wasn't a lot of candidates. Next year I think it will be, be a lot different. Joey Burns says, how is Arkansas looking with linebacker targets and potential commitments? How are they looking? Danny West just came out with the big red board for linebackers pretty recently. He also had um, safeties out today in the entire offense he had today also. So he should be coming out with a full board for defense. But right now, uh, Caden Henley obviously committed to Arkansas, 6'1", 225, out of Shiloh Christian in Springdale. Manny Powell, Javay Gilmore, Jaron Willis are a couple other guys to really watch. Uh, Jaron Willis, 
who is trending down a little bit, but Danny still lists him as warm as a four-star recruit. Uh, and there's, you know, he's got a, a good list of other guys. The Big Red Board's a great feature. Um, you know, Danny lists, you know, all the returning players who are on scholarships. You can see, you know, by classification where they are and then breaks down every player, um, you know, by name, obviously, height, weight, position, inside linebacker, outside type, um, what their interest level is with Arkansas, if they're committed, if they're warm, cold, hot, um, all that kind of stuff, and then has a little breakdown below it. So if you like, you know, big picture stuff like that, like your question is, you know, how's Arkansas looking with linebacker commitment? I mean, this is the best feature that you could possibly get. And he's got some other guys to keep an eye on too that I didn't mention. But, um, again, it's a VIP story that Danny does. So check that out, Joey. Bonnie Clark says, who was drafted? We went over that. David Weathers says, can Hogs win World Series with the starting pitching they have? I mean, I, I think that they're a favorite to win. Cliff Stewart says, Justin, Justin will not be drafted, only 6'7", no ball handling skills, jump shot not very good. Yeah, that's that's going to be a problem for Justin. Uh, he can't shoot the three ball in a league where almost everybody can. He's 6'7", so he's not just a huge power for He's kind of like that tweener type. He can flush it. He, he's going to just need to, I think, develop a, a few more areas of his game. But he's very consistent. You know what you're getting week in and week out, night in and night out with him. So he is very consistent, but I agree with you. Not a great ball handler, not a great jump shot, but he can really, really get off the ground. Isaac Riley says, Woo Pig Suey. Dustin Pleasant says, Frank should have come back. I mean, I can appreciate that too. I will say this, there are people in and around the program that also say that it might not have been just a slam dunk that Felipe is the starter next year. Because, you know, what they saw with KJ in the Missouri game, the reports that were were very good heading into the spring. I thought he finished the spring spring pretty solid also. Um, But, you know, if if it's an even battle and, you know, you've got KJ there who's got basically three years, but four if he wants it, you know, you go with the younger guy, it might not have been just a slam dunk for Felipe. So I can also understand, you know, he spent four years at Florida, one year at Arkansas. He's a fifth-year senior. I don't know that he was going to improve his draft stock dramatically by coming back to Arkansas either, right? I mean, he's been, you know, three years at Florida playing, well, two and a half, I guess, two and a quarter, um, and then a full season at Arkansas, like – I don't know that he was going to, like, change that too much. So, I can understand going out for him. Uh, I will say this. You know, I know everybody's anxious to jump out and get to the pros, and you got people in your ear telling you you're this or you're that, and you're going to get drafted. Um, you'll never have an opportunity to go back to college. you never have an opportunity. And most of you are never going to be as famous as you are in college in terms of, you know, the big man on campus aspect, you know, Um and everything that comes with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> you never have – if you ask most people, like, when's the best time of your life, you know, if they're older, they probably say – a lot of people say their 50s um, or their glory years and or college. You never get that time back. These are kids making decisions. There's a reason. Nothing against young people out there, but there's a reason the saying, you know, nobody's like 
young people are wise. You know, it's always old people are wise. I'm not saying anything against young people. I used to be one, but uh, I am. I have a lot more knowledge than I did when I was 18 years old, 21 years old, 30 years old. You just, I mean, that's just natural to expect. All right, where are we at? Wesley Wesley Harris says, do you think special teams will improve this season so far from what you have watched? You know, I used to say stuff like they've got nowhere to go but up, but I said that so many times and it, it's been wrong when I think that they're at rock bottom. Uh, special teams were not very good last year. I wasn't blown away with what I saw in the spring, but I am encouraged that they have spent a lot of time working on it. And usually you get better at what you work at. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't like, this is the guy at kicker, aside from kickoff. I think Vito Calvaruso has that pretty well locked down. Sam Lloyd did some good things, uh, you know, as a punter working at kickoff also, if they ever needed him. Um, but I wouldn't say I was like, yeah, this guy's the kicker, this guy's the punter, hands down. I wouldn't say that about return man. They work so many return men. You know, I did that that depth chart, four deep. I don't – I mean, it's, it's a mess at safety because those safety spots are so interchangeable. Uh, and it's a mess at return and kicker. I mean, I guess maybe I would say Reed Bauer and Matthew Phillips, you know, Cameron Little Little has a chance also at both those spots. Sam Lloyd did some good things punting also. I think Sam Lloyd, what people can't see on TV with Lloyd is he's he kicks it pretty vertically or maybe a little too vertically, very high, good hang time. Sometimes it doesn't go as far as it should. So I wouldn't say that I am like super encouraged by special teams. But I would hope that with all the work that they put in in the spring, because usually you just work punt team, maybe field goal, extra point, and that's about it. And this this time they work everything, and you don't always see that. And a big reason is that they had 10 seniors come back. They had 13 early enrollees also. Lisa Cup Hancock says, love your shows the best. Appreciate you, Miss Lisa. From Tyler Tober, Tyler says, from what you have seen this spring – what is your early guess for the football team's record next year? Teams we could, should beat. So I can bring up the schedule real quick, but I know it's you get Mississippi State at home, you get Auburn at home, you get Missouri at home. You're the home team for Texas A&M, so that's technically not the home team. So those three SEC games, Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri, in my opinion, are all winnable, okay? And that's not to say some of the road opportunities aren't, but – I think they've got a shot in those three. You know, you go to the road on, you know, for Ole Miss and uh, Georgia is going to be very difficult, obviously, on the road and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But those three, if you win those three SEC games, then that to me, plus three non-conference games against the non-power five, if you win those three, and you know, that's six, right? Okay. To me, that's what they would have done last year. And there are people that were like up in arms last year. Like, they just won three games. They don't deserve a bowl. They would have won those three non-conference games and the three SEC games they got. But I've said this before, but I don't always look at it in wins and losses, but that's the bottom line, right? I mean, that that's what everybody – you look back 20 years, you don't see like, oh, they were really competitive. You know, Arkansas only lost three games last year in the SEC. Three of the games they lost by a combined seven points. That's pretty significant considering they were getting their ass kicked time in and time out last time. So, to me, competitive says a lot. If you're competitive in games, you're going to win some games. You know, if you're if you're losing games by seven points, you know, they also won some close games also. That's important to remember. But uh, to me, win those three, win three SEC, that's what you did last year. 
get Texas. Texas is Texas is gettable. I mean, they're they're breaking in a new quarterback. They got a new coach, you know, coordinators, coaches, all that kind of stuff. They're coming to Fayetteville. It's just the second game of the season. That's a possibility for Arkansas. So that's one to watch. And if not that one, you know, getting one, an extra one in the SEC, and to me, you know, you've taken a, a, a significant step forward. Just one game combined with, you know, winning those three non-conference games. Because let's be honest, Arkansas has not taken care of business, but those days are done. The days of them losing to uh, some of these teams, to me, as long as Pittman is there, should be over. That's It's unacceptable to lose. I sound like Chad Morris. Unacceptable after every game. But – it is, and Chad was right about that. It is unacceptable to lose, to have Western Kentucky come in your backyard and just stomp you and embarrass you. Humiliating. Chad Morris, by the way, is uh, being inducted to the High School Coaches Hall of Fame in Texas. He's the head coach at Allen, Texas now, for those who didn't know. What else we got here? Dustin Pleasant says Sam Pittman doesn't sugarcoat things. How big is it for him to say this is a special team this year? Uh, you know, he kind of indicated that to me during the spring. I talked to him just a couple times and, you know, just off record, just kind of shooting bull a little bit. But, you know, he, he had kind of indicated that he feels like they got a shot to be a really good football team. Pretty good. It's, that's basically his language. I, I feel like we got a shot to be a pretty good football team. Um, but that's what he told me. And, um, you know, and I just kind of said, well, when have you had 20 starters returning before? And he said, well, I hope it'll be about 16. Well, I hope it'll be about 16, have some guys beat some other guys out. And that's what it's looking like is going to happen at a few spots too. So, Will Lennox says, seen, seen the, the next year mock draft with Traylon Burks in the first round of Green Bay. I didn't see that one. This one had him to Tennessee. But uh, I also saw another guy breaking down, you know, his top – players and all this stuff and he had he had the same thing wesley harris says so we look good at five to seven wins really i'd love five and lose my mind at seven or eight wins get to a bowl game to me five wins maybe a step back a little bit based on on what we've seen before all right everybody if you haven't thrown us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, go ahead and do so please i don't know why it's been a long time since anybody's like said anything about the show but it's been since february at last look so please throw us a five-star review and sign up for this 50 percent off deal it's a great deal i know we're going into the summer months but guys june is right there and there's finally going to be visitors on campus we're finally going to have some like real recruiting you know stuff from inside so i guarantee you guys there are players that are at arkansas right now and across the country where the coaches were like, not only it's like, oh, you're a little bigger than we thought you were, but also like, you're a little smaller than we thought. You're slower than we thought. I guarantee you that's happening. You're not as physical as we thought you were going to be. Um, so the opportunity to get a little, you know, get a better eye on players and stuff um, is coming up. But all that dead period that's been going on for over a year now lifts on June 1st. We're starting to see stuff open up a little more, starting to see baseball stadiums allow full capacity. In the SEC, I mean, things are starting to turn. I got vaccinated. Y'all vaccinated? Let me know in the comments. I'm fully vaccinated. I went to went to a little outdoor party this weekend. It felt normal. It was nice. 
Appreciate you both, Stuart, for having that. It was a good time. All right, everybody. Appreciate you for joining me. Thank you, Curtis Wilkerson, for jumping on board. Also, thank you to our subscribers. If you haven't upgraded, uh, if you're on a main, uh, monthly membership, then go ahead and do so. If you haven't subscribed, check us out and keep reading our free content for those of you who aren't quite interested just yet. But it's a good time to give us a shot. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.